for today's episode of Real People, Real Stories, we have an incredible, unstoppable, resilient guest. But first, I'm going to interrupt the beginning of this podcast episode because we have an announcement to share with you guys. Hey there, Unstoppable listener. Our Be Unstoppable Transformation Challenge is officially here. Eight weeks for you to invest in yourself, executing on simple tasks every single day, winning the day one day at a time, simply by tracking your nutrition, hitting your daily protein and calorie goal, drinking 100 to 120 ounces of water a day, and getting in movement daily. You showing up for yourself, prioritizing yourself, dropping that diet culture mentality, and creating sustainability in your life because it is a lifestyle. It's not just who you will be eight weeks from now, but who you will be and who you want to be eight years from now. Taking these simple tasks and transforming them into habits that you can continue and continue to build upon and generate momentum. So let's get started today. All you have to do is download the First Form app, which you will be automatically entered into the First Form $50,000 transformation challenge as well. So it's a challenge within a challenge. And downloading the app, adding me as your advisor, Desiree at selfloveeffect.com. The link can also be found below in the description of this podcast episode. It is $12.99 a month. And what you get out of that is customized macros, customized workout programs for you to choose from, Various ones, whether it's at home or at the gym, body weight, whatever you like and wherever you are at currently in your journey, weekly check-ins with me, and also you can message me at any time. I will be here for you every step of the way, making sure that you are creating consistency and discipline in your life so that you get the best results undeniable because I want you to not only see results, but I want you to believe in yourself because I know that you are unstoppable. So to be automatically entered, once you download the app, submit your day one photos and send me a message telling me that you're in. I can't wait to see you there. cannot wait to chat with you and to get to know you better and your goals and to be a part of your journey. And now let's dive right into today's episode of Real People, Real Stories. Hello to all of you unstoppable, undeniable, unshakable, unmovable humans, and welcome to another episode of the Self Love Effect podcast, where we strive to be our most authentic, unapologetic selves, embracing our real and inspiring those around us to do the same, creating an everlasting domino effect. I'm your host, Desiree Toppings, and if this podcast has helped you, is helping you, serving you, supporting you, in any way, it would mean the world to me if you head on over and left a review. I want to hear from you. This podcast exists because of you, for you. So I want to know what your takeaways are. I want to know your feedback. So head on over, leave a review, like, subscribe, share with family and friends, and tag us on social media at the underscore self-love effect. And all I ask is that you share the show. If you gain anything from listening to the show, All I ask is that you share or send it over to someone that you think would resonate um, or would take away as much as you have. And so this is how we are able to grow organically through the algorithm and reach many more lives, creating that everlasting domino effect that we so constantly speak of. So listen, it is real people, real stories. And this is a little twist here because we are doing things a little differently. And um, 
I have a very special guest with me. But before we get started, reminding you guys that we do have a free self-love effect Unstoppable Athletics community, and it is free for all of you. And if you know someone, again, that needs support, that needs accountability, that, you know, you believe that the community would be good for them, send them the link. The link can be found below in the description of this podcast episode, and it's full of empowering, encouraging, supportive individuals who you know, not only share their strengths, but share their weaknesses and share every part of their journey so that they, you know, that so that someone in the community in the community can resonate with them, knows that they're not alone, you know, and it's not that you can't do it alone. And that's the biggest thing, right? It's that knowing that you don't have to, that there is people that want to support you, that there's a community that wants to uplift you and encourage you. And that wants to see you become the best version of yourself. And that wants to see you succeed in all areas of life. And that is going to root for you every single day because you could do hard things. And we believe in you and we want you to believe in yourself. So again, that link can be found below in the description of this podcast episode. And it is free for all of you. Now, exciting news because next week officially starts our summer challenge our eight-week summer challenge for the self-love effect unstoppable athletics community and with me here today our special guest is miss kendra carter who is a dear client and friend of mine who started with me last april april 4th matter of fact and um i've had the privilege and honor to watch her transform her life currently down 45 pounds and it's not even the weight. I'm going to tell you right now, it is the mental fortitude. It is the shift in mindset. It is her ability to persevere forward, to push through every single obstacle, to see the positive in life in every area, whether it's she's going through a hard time or she's navigating through some, you know, uncharted waters. She is constantly pushing through and learning and growing and willing to evolve because life is about evolution. But Kendra has participated in numerous challenges now. So before we get started with Kendra's story and dive in further, I want to take a moment and for her to share about how the challenge has or the challenges have helped you in your own personal journey. Hey, Desiree. Well, um, I guess starting the challenge, I, I wouldn't have started, of course, without you. So I think I joined my first challenge on the very last day. You had posted something on Instagram, and I think there were hours left <laughs> to join. And seeing one of your side by sides um, kind of helped me realize, you know, if, if this woman, this badass mama, um, of, of multiple kids can do it, then I don't have to um, kind of resolve to being this overweight, unhealthy, unfit mom myself, as I had resolved to be, because I, I felt I didn't have the time. I felt there was no way, it was impossible. I previously lost a lot of weight, but I didn't have now three kids. Um, I didn't have the demanding work schedule. I didn't have everything that come, that I have at this time. So it was easier to find and make time for myself. Um, 
but starting with you um, helped me realize that I can do, like you say, hard things. And so that's where I got started. But then the challenges also helped me push myself to a different level and make a commitment to myself and then keep that commitment. I think the first challenge, I wasn't making a lot of progress and I wanted to give up. And it was, I think, the last week or two where I was getting those reminders from you that, you know, follow through on the commitment you've made to yourself. You might not see the progress that you wanted to. You might have fallen off the wagon, but get right back up and follow through on what you have set out to do. And so that's what I did. And I kept coming back and uh, again, slipped up several more times, but continuing to push forward no matter what. Your journey, I need you guys to understand something that the journey is not linear. And your journey is a perfect example of that, that it's not going to be linear, but you have two choices. You can decide to never show up and stay down, or you could decide to get back up and keep pushing forward. And as we say, winning one day at a time, because it literally is life is about winning just one day at a time. We can't travel back to the past. We can't even travel back to yesterday. And we have no idea what tomorrow is going to hold. So if we just put all our eggs in one basket into today and mm -hmm. focus on how we could do better, then that's how we improve. That's how we generate this compound interest, winning one day at a time. And you may not see change right away, but man, if you keep pushing, keep showing up, it's like, boom. And your, your testimony, your story is a like there's no other way to put it than you your story is like a beautiful packaged gift with the red bright bow on it that literally describes what life is like if you decide to keep showing up and mm -hmm. you know obviously you're down 45 pounds it is a noticeable transformation but it didn't happen overnight it happened because you decided to keep showing up you decided to invest in yourself. You decided to keep growing. You decided to control the controllables. So when, you know, Kendra tells you guys about her story, as we dive a little deeper in just a second, it's like these challenges are not formulated for you to be like, hey, I'm going to change my life in eight weeks and that's it. And then I'm going to revert right back to old habits after eight weeks. Mm -hmm. No, in the grand scheme of things, these challenges, these eight week challenges are designed for you to create sustainability for you to understand it's a lifestyle. And most importantly, to grasp the concept that it's not who you are eight weeks from now, it truly is who you're going to be eight years from now, you know, shifting your life now making those tiny little micro improvements every single day so that you become a better version of yourself every single day. So Listen, Kendra, honestly, inspires me every single day to be better. There's times where I want to give up. There's times where I, it's been tough for me. But here's a mom, here's a woman, and there's no excuse because her job title as well, I mean, she can use all the excuses in the book, and yet she keeps showing up, and yet she keeps transforming in different ways. And so if you guys want to seek your inspiration or motivation, or you're waiting for this, like, 
this um, moment of a sign. You're waiting for a sign from the universe, God, a higher power, then this is it. I'm telling you, this is it. Because it's not just an eight-week challenge. And I, I, I know what it's done for me. And I know what it's done to change my life. And I wouldn't be here, obviously, coaching if it didn't do that for me. And I obviously see Kendra right in front of me. And I could see the light that she holds now. And so I think you guys should join us. Ask you guys join us. <laughs> to join us for the next eight weeks. So we officially launch our challenge on July 3rd. And to get started, all you have to do is download the First Form app. The link can be found below in the description of this podcast episode as well. And um, get started. Add me as your advisor, DesiratSelfLoveEffect.com. And from there, we'll go through nutrition, workouts, and mindset, and daily accountability. And honestly, you guys, just winning one day at a time, seeing you transform your life. And if you guys have any questions, let us know. Let me know. If you guys want more about Kendra, you guys will be able to find her. Um, you know, we'll talk about that at the end of this podcast episode. Um, but we look forward. We look forward for watching your guys' growth. And um, yeah, so, but let's dive into this podcast episode. And let's learn more about Kendra and her story, because I believe she has so much to share. And I believe so many of you will be able to resonate, whether your moms or not. It's, this is a, a, not a, you don't need a blue check mark to inspire people. You just need to be authentic and vulnerable and transparent. And that's ex exactly what Kendra is. And, you know, I look forward to our phone calls where I walk away and, and it's funny because we'll have these phone calls and you're like, oh man, I took away this. But then it's like, no, but you said a lot of stuff. And I'm like, oh, she's right. Oh, I could see that now. And so it's just a beautiful testimony to you and how much you've grown and how much you've shifted in mindset. And, you know, I want you to understand that you just don't inspire me. There's people watching you, you know, there's people within our community. There's people within our accountability group for a you know team unstoppable squad we got to change that name by the way um that look up to you that love the energy you bring that love that they are a part of that group because you are in it and how amazing is that to be someone that decided to change their life making a simple choice right yeah. and now you are inspiring other people because whether we like it or not we are teaching people how to win or lose because there is someone out there in the world, whether you know it or not. And there's people that you don't even know that watch you, that you're inspiring and you're either inspiring them again to pour into themselves or you're teaching them how to neglect themselves. And you're teaching people every single day, not just your kids, but you're teaching other people that you could, that they could do hard things that they have, every single thing they need in their toolbox to change their life. And so I am proud of you. It's a privilege to be your coach. It's an honor to be your friend. And so welcome to self love effect podcast. Thank you, Desiree. <laughs> you said so much, but I don't know. I know. Thank you. 
I know. I go on these rants. My God, there goes my stutter. We already know that I go on <laughs> these rambles and these rants, but you know, it's, it it's beautiful to watch somebody, another human being, really transform their life. But you know, take us back. When did this all start for you? Um, when did you initially want to change your life? Like I, um, I know that you know you've always had you know so, some type of um, interest, or you've had a backstory with fitness. Um, and so take us back and let us learn a little bit about you, and just share whatever is on your heart. Well. Um... I am one of several, seven children. Um, so uh, it's always been about, you know, quantity versus quality or quantity over quality. So we never really had the healthiest um, diet and lifestyle growing up. Um, my mom was a single mom for most of the time. And so, you know, she did the best that she could with what she had. And so, um, I think I've, I've always been overweight. I can't recall a time that I was not. And so as an adult and as a, a late teenager, I did try different diets and different things to get healthy, uh, but they never really stuck. Um, and again, it's, it's all about mindset ultimately. So at one point in 2018, I think I... I tried the keto diet and I did lose a significant amount of weight, but you know, the term, you know, skinny fat or skinny fat. So yes, um, you know, people can see the weight loss and they see, you know, how quickly I did it. And I, I lost over a hundred pounds in less than a year. So people praised that, but I was really unhealthy. Uh, keto, a ketogenic lifestyle isn't one that's easy to maintain. Um, in addition to that, I wasn't getting all the nutrients, um, the macro or micro. Um, some people thought I was sick. Um, my hair was thinning and falling out because I wasn't getting all the, the nutrients I needed. Um, the skinny fat, I'm sure, came from the lack of protein because on a ketogenic diet is a moderate amount of protein. It's not high protein. Um, and so, yes, I felt better. Yes, I felt healthier. Um, but I didn't, I knew I couldn't sustain it. And I was afraid of carbs. And I think when, when I even started with you, I was like, I can't do carbs. You know, they're the devil. I'm going to gain all this weight back, even though I had already gained weight because I had another baby and I, you know, started back to carbs. So I thought, you know, carbs are bad. And um, I think ultimately when starting with you and starting with first form, um, I had to learn through the live streams, through your coaching, your mentoring, that carbs are not um, evil and they're necessary in order to fuel my workouts. Um, so over the last year, like you said, the 45 pounds I was able to drop in a healthy, sustainable way. So it's not a quick um, 100 pound loss in a year where I'm just going to regain it like evidenced by, by my past. Um, I guess the the biggest thing in the last, I don't know, six months was really focusing on my mindset and my own um, mental health and making sure I'm at a good place so that I can be better for myself, but then being better for my family and my kids who need me dearly. 
Um, so I, I, I tried 75 hard while I didn't successfully complete it and I got to day 68. So I'll be doing it again um, before I got um, a bit too sick to, to keep any water down uh, for a couple of days. And so um, in that time, I learned a lot about mental toughness, a lot about being, you know, gritty and following through and, you know, nobody's going to change your life for you. You have to make up your mind to, to make these changes and um, take the actions to be the person that you see yourself being. You know, I can picture who I want to be in five years, but I need to start living those now. If I you know, want to be, I don't know, whatever, a runner, you know, I can run long distance. I need to start putting those into practice now as opposed to saying, okay, well, I don't know what the right term is, but right, right. right. I, I, you know where I'm going. I, I need to be the person that I want to become in the future and not just hope that that's who I will become. I can envision this person all I want, but I need to take the action steps behind it. I think we talk a lot about mindset, right? How mindset is our most powerful weapon. It's our most powerful tool. Mm -hmm. But how many of us really tap into it? How many of us choose to take control and take our, back our power? That's rightfully ours. Um, but, but we constantly chip away at our entire being. Like we give a little bit over here. We give a little bit over there. We, you know, we don't place boundaries. We say yes all the time to things we really want to say no to because at the mm -hmm. end of the day, we, one, don't value who we are. We, two, we don't respect ourselves. Three, we don't truly love ourselves. And four, it is much easier to put the blame or make excuses so that we never do change because mm -hmm. then it's much easier to wipe our hands clean and say, well, I was just meant to be this way or I, you know, I just don't have time because I'm a mom or I don't have time because of my work schedule. Oh, I don't have time because my husband wants me to hang out with him when I do have time. You know, we constantly make excuses. We constantly will deviate from the plan because it's much easier because hard work, consistency, discipline, mental fortitude. Those are skills that require us to show up every single day, whether we like it or not. But right. in the grand scheme of things, self-love is self-discipline in the skies, right? Self-love is you doing what is necessary for you every single day. You can't sit here and tell me that you are truly, and this is something I really want to hit on with you because I hear it all the time. We see it in society um, and it's a hot topic. And obviously- I, I'll have conversations with different people and they'll tell me all the time, well, you don't understand. You don't understand. You don't understand. And it's like, well, I love myself. I accept myself. This is just how I am. I'm happy being 300 pounds. I'm happy being 300 pounds. And my question is always, are you truly? Because I remember being 218 and I couldn't even walk up a flight of stairs. My body can't sustain 218 pounds. It's, uh, it's not, you know, and and people will always say you can't relate because they didn't see the beginning of where you started or mm -hmm. she doesn't know or she's, she's just too um, high strung or 
highly energetic or she's just, you know, on a different level. But in reality, no, I can resonate. I know how it felt. And I can tell you right mm -hmm. now, I know you're lying to me. So more than anything, how has the weight helped you? And can you truly say that you were content and happy at where you used to be? Or are you more fulfilled now? And with the shift, not even the byproduct of your physical transformation, really the mindset transformation of now trusting yourself, being honest with yourself and respecting yourself enough to do what is required for you every single day to keep improving. Yeah, so my highest reported weight was 286 pounds. And of course, when you're 286 pounds, you know that you're heavy, but you don't know that that's the number on the scale. And, um, and it's hard to get uncomfortable and lose weight. So you just keep on about your day. You're not happy. You're not um, okay with your weight. I agree. I can't imagine any person and no person I've ever spoken to that's that heavy have said, yeah, I'm perfectly happy being, you know, 300 pounds. I'm perfectly happy. I can do anything. You know, it, it, it's, it's not true. It, they're, they're trying to fake it till they make it and you'll never make it that way. Um, but at almost 300 pounds, life is tough. Everything that you do is a chore. It's tough when you have kids and you're almost 300 pounds because what do kids want to do? They want to run, they want to be active, they want to play. Uh, but when you're trying to lug around all that weight, you don't want to get up and play. You don't want to be active. You don't want to do those things. You don't want to be at the pool. You don't want to be at the park. You know, okay, kids, we're only here for 15 minutes, you know, um, because it's tiring. And what would you rather be doing? Sitting on the couch, eating snacks. Absolutely. Where are the snacks? That's what you want. Um, because it's just, it's easier to do that. It's easier to get fast food. It's easier to, to, to do anything but the work. And so um, I think at some point, um, I realized that this just wasn't the way to be. Um, you know, I wasn't really being the mom to my kids that I could be. I wasn't um, living a fulfilled life. Um, and I, I started a weight loss challenge at um, one of my jobs, or they started one. And uh, I was really successful. I think I won. And I think I lost, I don't know, 30 or 35 pounds. And so that kind of kickstarted it for me in late 2017. And then in 2018, um, I started a I started a new job, and I went back, and people were like, "Oh, hey, you know." I, I went back to a previous job, and they were excited to see me. And some people even said, "Oh, you look so good." And after looking at a photo of myself from that time, when they said, "Oh, you look so good," I thought, "You shouldn't have said that because clearly I didn't look good. I was significantly more overweight than when I left this job." So. Don't lie to me. Tell me, hey, you know, hold me accountable. What's going on? You've gained so much weight. So um, we started another weight loss challenge. And again, I had lost almost 100 pounds at that point um, total. And so I won that challenge and that kind of inspired me to keep going. Um, I felt so much better. And even now, um, being down under 
199, under 200. It's so great to feel back in power and in control of who I am um, physically and mentally. I can get up and run around with the kids. I don't feel like I need to tell one of my kids to, hey, go and grab the remote or hey, go and get this off the counter or from this other room. Um, before, it was easier to just say, hey, go and get this because I didn't want to get up. It was a chore to get up. It was a chore to take every step. You know, I was already tired from work. I don't have to do anything more. Um, so now if there's something I need to get up and do, you know, it's it's easier. I can move around. I can fit in spaces. I'm not constantly worried about if I'll have something to wear to go out to a function. I'm not preferring to stay in instead of going to a function. Um, I just feel more comfortable in my own skin. Um, you know, people say, you know, you you want to lose weight so that you, you know, look good for other people or look good for your husband. Nope. I want to look good naked for me. <laughs> and I'm well on my way to that. And that's, that's really important to me because it's not about anybody else. Yes. Those people, my husband, my kids, my family, um, not being overweight so that I don't suffer some of the um, health issues that my mom encountered. Those are all motivators and they keep me going and they push me, but being the best version of me for me is what is more important to me. And that's another thing that just really drives me every day, really gets me up at 4.30, even when I don't want to, to get out of bed and get my workout in before work. Because I know if I don't, um, at my job, anything can happen. And I could be there late and um, I might not be able to get my workout in. So I, I make that time for myself um, and being able to create that time for myself as a mom, you know, you know, as before I felt that I couldn't, when I don't have the time, I can't. And that was with two kids. Now I've got three and I definitely make sure I have that time for myself to self-regulate those endorphins. They work wonders, you know, um, and, and just making time for myself and, and being a better version of me. You have to enjoy the process for yourself. I think that's a that's the biggest key component in the puzzle piece that we miss out on because we're always do trying to do it for something or someone something mm -hmm. as in a number like the number on the scale right you have to learn to do it for you because when you start to do it for you then you start to enjoy the journey you start to mm -hmm. enjoy it for what it really is because now you're learning about yourself you're growing with yourself you're learning things about yourself that you didn't even know existed, right? right? And now you're like, yeah. the more you accept who you are, then you start to have this recollection of like maybe different memories or different thoughts. And now mm -hmm. you're more accepting of the fact that, hey, I'm going to work through this. I'm going to heal from this. I am deciding to walk through some darkness that's necessary for me to keep growing. Because now the right. process to you is a lot different, a lot more, again, enjoyable. But in a way, it's like, um, I see it as a science experiment because how can we improve? Like, what can I like mix together? What can I change? What can I right. like, how can I continue to push forward? And how can I, you know, how will I be able to get to the other side? But not so fixated on the outcome alone but we get fixated on the day in front of us. All right. Yesterday I did this, you know, today I'm going to 
I'm going to change things up and I'm going to maybe try it this way because obviously yesterday didn't work. So I'm going to, I'm going to try this. And if it works, then we'll repeat it again tomorrow. But if it doesn't, well, tomorrow's a new opportunity if we're given another day. Right. Right. But I also loved what you said, because, you know, rewinding it back just a little bit. This is a conversation that I had with a client. She sent me a message and she's like, you know, people really have a problem now that I lost a lot of weight. She's like, how come no one ever gave me shit when I was fat? No one told me I was fat. No one told me I, you know, hey, you got to lose some weight. No one cared. She's like, I was non-existent. I was non-existent at the CrossFit facility. No one cared. She goes, Mm -hmm. and now everyone has to say, oh, you need to eat. You're too skinny. Don't you think you need to put on some, a little bit of, of, of pounds? And she's like, I don't get it, Desiree. And I sat there and I sent her this long video and I said, listen, no one gives a shit when you're fat because you're not a competition to them. Because this is how, this is how Mm -hmm. remarkable other humans are. And when I mean remarkable, I mean conniving because First of all, if you love somebody and if you truly care about them, you're going to be honest with them. Hey, Mm -hmm. listen, we got to have a talk because I care about you. And this is another conversation I had over the weekend with a dear friend of mine. I said, listen, if you truly love that person and if you if you say they're your best friend, then you need to have the hard conversations with them, because I guarantee no one is having those hard conversations with them within their inner circle because everyone's trying to please them. No one is, mm-hmm. wants to step on their toes. But here's the reality is that when you're overweight and when you start to change your life, okay, you make people question who they are and the decisions they're making in their life, which makes them uncomfortable. So now it's mm-hmm. a problem. It was never a problem before because you were one, not a threat. and You were not trying to change your life. People are only going to question you when you start to be better, that just comes with the territory. Don't let it affect you. Don't let it, you know, push you back into who you used to be, you know, or push mm-hmm. you against the corner. You have to keep pushing forward and find yourself a new group of people because those people to begin with should have been honest with you if they really cared about you. And I think this is like a misconception we always have like, oh, they care. They just didn't want to hurt my feelings. No, it's not that they didn't want to hurt your feelings is that they honestly did not care. They did not care. And so, you know, it, it's, it's always fascinating to me when I have these conversations and like what you just said, because it's like, how can, if someone was just honest with me and because yeah. sometimes it just takes one person for their words to resonate and maybe it hurts a little bit, but you're like, man, you're right. Like, I have to change Absolutely. my life. Like Mm -hmm. that whole conversation can be the shift in if either someone's going to die tomorrow or live another day. Like you guys have the opportunity to save someone's life by just your words. And I'm not saying to go be a jerk, like have these heartfelt conversations. So someone decides to change their life. So they say, listen, if I don't change my ways, I'm probably going to live just another year or maybe two years. And then Mm -hmm. I'm going to miss out on all these memories and opportunities. And like you said earlier, like, you know, you're doing it for your kids too, because at the end of the day, our kids don't want us to die for them. I, yeah, I would take a bullet for my kid, but at the end of the day, your kid wants you to live for them. And the Mm -hmm. way you can live for them 
is to take responsibility of your well-being, your health, emotionally, mentally, physically. Physically is in that category, whether you like it or not. It's not hard. You just want to make excuses and stop using your kids as an excuse. That to me is like, you are selfish. Like your kids are an excuse. They're a damn reason for you to keep living. You can't say, oh, it's because my kids like Oreos and that's why I eat the Oreos. No, you are controlling what you put inside your mouth. Did you grab that Oreo or did your kid shove it down your throat? Don't lie to me either. Like, don't lie to yourself. And, and okay. like, I hear these conversations, like I'll overhear things. And I'm like, oh my God, I got to walk away because your kid is the absolute reason why you should want to thrive and be better and not be stuck in this shithole. And, and because I say it because that's where I was. And thank God I had this like aha moment because I'm not even sure where I would be mentally with, with, you know, Lillian and Lincoln. And I'm sure you feel the same way too. If you didn't like, you would miss out on all the memories that you're currently creating with yours, you know, and, and the happiness and the twinkle in their eye and the excitement they get when they're like, Oh, mommy wants to go play outside with me. Oh yeah. And it's like, yeah, let's go. And it's like, you don't even think twice. And like to them, it's like, Oh my God, my whole day is my whole week. Like the excitement they get, right? Oh yeah. Um, Yeah. The baby loves bike rides. And so the trailer is on my husband's bike and he'll go, right, right. (laughs) And he tries to get me outside. He gets his shoes. And yeah, you know, a year ago, could I have gone on a bike ride with him? No. Could I have pulled his weight up a hill or, you know, more than 20 feet outside of the, the yard? I couldn't have. And all of the steps I've, I've taken and made, the progress I've made over the last year, not only give me the physical ability, but then the mental fortitude to say, this might be a challenge. You know, he's 30 pounds, he's a big boy, but I can try, you know. The mental change has been the most phenomenal for me because it's about perspective and my perspective has shifted entirely. And I was reading I've read both of David's got David Goggins books, but <laughs> reading his books have definitely helped me. You know, when I see something that I don't want to do and I'm like, that's going to be tough. I go and do it because it's building that mental toughness. It's building that self-discipline. It's building all those skills I need to have in my, my toolbox so that when something tougher in life comes up, that just blows me away that I don't crumble and I can push past and, and get through that situation. And it's remarkable that someone like Goggins, he's just a human being. He's yeah. no different than you and I, you know, and it's a reminder that, yeah, he's David Goggins, but you could do the same hard things. You can mm-hmm. decide to never be finished. You could decide to, you know, go and take a moment uh, and, that accountability mirror and say, get your shit together. Like I know Mm -hmm. today's hard. I know we're having a bad day at work or I know the kids were up all night, but at the end of the day, if that's the worst thing that happened to you today, then man, you're having a really good day. So let's get it together. Let's lace Mm -hmm. up our shoes. And like Kendra right now is absolutely crushing her mile runs and and a mile and a half because watch like stacked up. So it's all good. Um, yeah. but you could be, you know, you're going to lace them up and keep on running and keep on growing. But 
it's taking a page out of that accountability mirror and saying, being honest with yourself, being direct, because no one is going to tell you the truth. It takes you to tell you the truth. We see it Mm -hmm. time and time again. I mean, we were just talking about a few minutes ago. I mean, it really requires you to be honest with yourself and checking in. And yeah, you can decide to not show up, but I guarantee you're going to feel like crap later on in the day. You're going to start to self, you know, self pity and fall into the self loathing. And then, you know, what happens next is self sabotage. And then one thing happens to another. And then here comes a year, five years later, and then you decide to change all that time. The most selfish thing I believe as human beings that we tend to do on a daily basis is we always think we have time. <laughs> we yeah. always think we have more time. We don't because you're not guaranteed tomorrow. You can't tell me that hey, I'm going to wake up tomorrow and do this. Yeah. So you're in control of fate. You know exactly how long you have on this earth. You can die in your sleep. That is a reality. You could be the healthiest person mm-hmm. and still die in your sleep. You don't know when your life is going to be taken away from you. So to think you have more time or I'm going to start tomorrow, I'm going to start tomorrow, I'm going to start tomorrow. What if tomorrow never comes? What then? Right. No? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I get fired up about that one because I, I think that if we just decide right now to just start today with what we have, with who we are, and just commit to making small improvements every single day, you're going to get better. Your life isn't going to change in a day or in a mm-hmm. week or in a month. But if you continue to show up, it's going to get better and you're going to enjoy the journey and it's going to, you're going to feel fulfilled and you're going to live out your mission. You're going to find your purpose if you don't already know what it is. And you're going to, you're going to just live life to the best of your ability every single day, every single day. Right. Um, but, you know, you talk about your, we talk about your journey and I think it's remarkable too, that the app itself has these conversations, right? And I scroll back to April 4th and, you know, how I love, that's my favorite is to scroll back with different clients. Um, and to see their growth and to see the progression in their conversations and going from like, man, I felt like I was really going to like bow out today. Like, peace out. I'm done. Yeah. And then it's like, okay. Then we transition to like, okay, this is my win today. Or I did this today. I felt like mm-hmm. this. I was able to put on my belt and, you know, go and go to the next, you know, I had to adjust it to make it smaller. Or I had to get yeah. a new belt, you know? And I know, I know, you, I know that you know what I'm talking about right now because, yeah. you know, these conversations started to progress and get better. And so my question to you is, how did that make you feel? Like, I, I don't know if you go back, but I know that you know the conversations in your head, how they went. But, you know, how does yeah. that make you feel like seeing like how much you've grown, how much Kendra has evolved? Because we talk about life is about evolution. And I know Goggin says this all the time too, but life is about yeah. evolving. So like, you know, how, how has that in particular been for you to just 
watch yourself, you know, being the witnesser of your life, being the outsider looking in. Because oftentimes we don't do this, but really seeing how much you have evolved. Yeah. Um, I think, so I, I'm a deputy sheriff, but in not, not in the traditional sense. I work with people with um, mental health disorders or um, alcohol or substance abuse. So I am more of a case manager than um, a deputy. But after having my baby and I went back to work, I had to go and ask my male superior officer, um, two of them actually together for a bigger belt because I gained so much weight after having the baby um, or while having the baby, however. And so that felt like crap. You know, you, you, you don't want to have to transition into something bigger. The pants still fit. They were a little tight, but I needed a bigger belt. So then um, I've taken some pictures of myself in uniform and, and they're really discouraging because, you know, I, I gained so much weight and I, after working so hard to lose so much weight. So, so it's, it's really such a setback and um, it's frustrating. So then when I started with you in first form and I started working to um, take back control of my life, you know, after several months of working out and being consistent and eating the right things and fueling my, bo fueling my body properly, I needed, um, I was able to go to more holes in your belt, you know, like the last hole or however. And then uh, I got to the point where I needed a smaller belt. And um, just recently, a couple of weeks ago, I needed a smaller belt and smaller pants. My pants are, I feel like I look, and people say I don't, but I feel like I look absolutely awful because my pants are falling off of me. <laughs> you can't really do your job <laughs> if your pants are falling. And I've ordered new pants, but the uniform shop hasn't gotten them to me yet. So it's, it's, it's as tough as that part is, it's a good tough because, you know, I can get the belts where I need it to hold me up. But it's such a great feeling to see the progress of where I am when I started a couple of years ago, and then see the frustration and the hardship and the struggle of gaining weight and having to increase my belt size to now seeing that I'm now in smaller uniform than when I first started. And again, it, it's such a, it's mind blowing. You sent me a side by side the other day or, and, I, at one point, I wasn't seeing the progress, but to see the progress from April of last year um, to now is, is mind-blowing. And I realized, you know, I did that, you know? I worked hard and the weight did not fall off like it did the first time I really committed to something with the keto um, diet. And so that's, I think that was the hardest part for me. That was what kind of kept me yo-yoing is I want to see the progress that I saw before. But I also don't want it because I want to have muscle. So, you know, the back and forth of me trying to find a way to make it work outside of the guidelines that you have been giving me. Um, and now following those guidelines, I'm seeing the progress. I can see the muscle. I can see the definition. I can see the weight loss. And so it's just been so encouraging to stick to the plan, follow the plan, and believe in the plan. And just keep on with the journey, like you said, one day at a time. That's all we have in front of us anyway. So why worry about tomorrow? I can plan for tomorrow, but I'm not going to worry about it. 
And if I slip up and had some carrot cake on Father's Day, then I'm going to deal with that. I'm not going to continue on and have the rest of the carrot cake for the entire week or say, okay, well, I had carrot cake. I might as well go and treat myself to some Culver's, which is right across the street. I ride my bike ride past every time I need to go for a bike ride. You know, it's it's about, you know, that mental change and that that shift in perspective and and not the self-sabotage, you know, because I could have just easily went downhill from having the carrot cake because carrot cake's delicious. I mean, it's kind of healthy, right? It's got carrots. <laughs> but I could have easily just literally fell off the wagon and and you could have never heard from me again. And here I go with another yo-yo. But that's not who I am anymore. That's not what I'm about. I'm about the lifestyle and about being true and committed to myself and taking it one day at a time. I will say, Culver's, they're butter bread. The way they butter their buns. Oh, my yeah. God. Atlanta. If you guys never been to the Midwest, <laughs> like, right. all of that place, place, and their cheese curds. Okay, I got mm-hmm. um, Don't go for it. Don't do it. Man, well, it's a good thing I'm in Cali because we got none of that okay, over good. here. So I'm, I'm solid. <laughs> I'll stick to my red potatoes, asparagus, and chicken. Um, yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> it's true, though. Like, um, you're right. And I'm glad that you brought that up because, you know, there has this tendency, like the reason why we yo-yo is because we may have seen success in, you know, following this one diet. Right. Um, and mm-hmm. so we expect that instant gratification right away when in reality, in the grand scheme of things, we're not looking at the whole entire picture for what it really is. And that's when we detach ourselves and we say, okay, listen, yes, we may have done keto in the past and may have worked and gave us like instant results. But then come a year later, we've not only gained the weight back, but more like, is that what yeah. we really want to be? But it's detaching ourselves. And sometimes detachment is the hardest thing for us because now we have to face reality, reality and knowing yeah. that the journey is about delayed gratification. We have to do the hard work so that it could be easy later so that we can see the results, but it's going to take time. It's not going to happen overnight. And so I think like, that's the biggest thing about, you know, what we do here is like keeping it simple. And I preach it all the time, but it's like, listen, the key, the magic pill to what we're all looking for to sit for sustainability, to have lifetime results is to just keep it simple. I mean, mm-hmm. drink your water, get your protein and calories in like you got to eat enough for where you currently are, you know, with what, how much you weigh. And that's the biggest thing is like not under eating, not overeating, giving your body, providing your body with what it needs on it at the very beginning is like your micronutrients are just as important as your macronutrients because your body needs those vitamins and minerals. Right. And also, you know, for us in the app, yeah, we track because what gets tracked gets managed. It's getting you to a point of really understanding your body, really understanding how much you need so that one day, hey, you could decide I don't have to track because now I've grown in this mindfulness and self-awareness that I know. And that self-awareness also comes with having that carrot cake, but also being disciplined enough to be like, hey, listen, we're going to enjoy this. We're not going to self-sabotage. We're not going to feel guilt or shame. We're going to freaking eat every single crumb. 
but the next day yep. we're getting right back into it. And the next day does not mean extra workouts. The next day means I'm going to follow the same plan I've been following because it works because I live this 95, five lifestyle where it's 95 on. And that 5% that I am enjoying my carrot cake isn't going to derail me from my plan. Isn't going to derail me from my progress. And I think that's a big one. Uh, a mis mis misconception that a lot of us have that if we have, yeah. you know, the carrot cake that that's it. Oh my gosh. I'm done. I'm going to gain 50 pounds. No, the 50 right. pounds comes from what happens after the carrot cake, where you're not disciplined enough to get back on track and to follow the plan. And then you go down like this, like diet culture mentality of like self-sabotage and I need to do extra workouts. And now you're in self-loathing, you know, now you've like feel all this game and like guilt. And it's like, no, 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 no. Just right. get right back onto it. Like mm -hmm. hit your protein calories. And we say, and it's so funny because, you know, Kendra and I talk about, oh my goodness, protein all the time. And it's a, it's a hot topic. Yeah. All the that was hard. Because everybody's like protein, that's so much protein. And I'm like, okay, well, listen, listen, protein's the only macronutrient that can help you preserve and maintain that lean muscle tissue you have. We all have lean muscle tissue, no matter what weight we're at. And if we can preserve that lean muscle tissue, guess what can happen next is improving and increasing the metabolism which is going to lead to fat loss what we see in a lot of people like mm -hmm. certain diets which if that's what you fall and works for you great but i hope that you can sustain it for the rest of your life and i hope you're happy and enjoying life and creating memories while you're doing it because long term if you continue to neglect protein what a lot of people tend to go through is yeah they've lost all this weight but they get to skinny fat they get mad that they don't have mm -hmm. any muscle or it's like you can't build muscle without protein and your body right. requires protein even at the cellular level like to function optimally um but it's like even over time what happens is a slowdown of the metabolism is what we see and then people gain the weight back plus more and it's like no no kendra i don't want that for you this is my girlfriend i don't want the protein <laughs> eat your protein we get protein here do i got I'll, yeah. I'll ship you some chickens or something but but it's like always like you know when you like transition it's scary it, it really is and like carbs are the devil too like well mm -hmm. that took a while but it's understanding like hey for the way i want to train my body is going to require more carbs because they are a primary source of energy and if i do want to perform to buy the best of my ability then my body needs carbohydrates but it's really shifting mm -hmm. that mindset and i think it's always scary too because i hear it all the time or my favorite one of recently that oh but fruit is a carb and fruits are bad for you because they contain sugar <laughs> well fruit contains a natural sugars and they contain right. micronutrients and uh, the sugar that is bad for you is found in those uh, well things we call processed foods and junk food and fast food mm -hmm. that has an abundance of sugar that you don't need to be consuming every single day so it's like all these right. different I don't, they're not even conspiracies. They're theories. They're people make this stuff up to win you over. You guys <laughs> keep it simple. I mean, we yeah. talk about it all the time, right? Kendra, like keep it simple. Mm -hmm. Your body, give your body what it needs and it's going to thrive. You're going to feel better, but it's not even thriving physically. It's like most importantly thriving mentally because mm -hmm. I know that you can say that since providing your body with 
what it needs, like how much easier was it to build that mental fortitude or have that mental clarity? Yeah. Yeah. I would say it's much easier. It's hard, but it's easier than it would have been before. I think when you are almost 300 pounds or whatever overweight is for you, it's hard to build that mental fortitude. It's hard to have that mental clarity and make changes in your life because you're comfortable. Not comfortable in the sense of, you know, you can bend down an entire shoe, but comfortable in the sense of it's, it's lifestyle is easy. Nobody is expecting a lot from you. Nobody is pushing you. Nobody's holding you accountable. You know, it's, you just get up and you go to work or whatever it is that you're doing. And then you come home and you eat um, a pizza and some wings. And then you have, you know, a whole sleeve of Oreos for dessert. And nobody's questioning, nobody's pushing. And so you don't have to think about that. You don't have to face yourself or that person that's pushing you. You don't have to have accountability. But once you make the decision to change, once you figure out that this Everything in life, there are things that'll be uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable when you're working out because you're tearing down that muscle. But it's also uncomfortable to be lugging around 300 pounds. You know, everything's going to be uncomfortable in life. You have to pick which is going to be the easiest uncomfortable. And ultimately, long-term down the road, mental fortitude and your physical abilities get a bit easier when you're not 300 pounds. You know, it's, it's easier to stay disciplined. It's easier to find foods, whether they be fruit <laughs> um, or vegetables or your protein and make them healthier. You can have carbs, but you don't have to have all the processed carbs. And, you know, you can, like you say, when you're shopping, shopping the perimeter of the store, um, finding those things that are healthier options and making them taste good. You, can, you don't have to go for the frozen pizza or the pizza from the store or from the, uh, the restaurant, you can make your own pizza. Um, and I've done that and it's pretty darn good. You know, I, I've learned how to cook real quick <laughs> if I wanna have this as a lifestyle because, you know, if you're not finding ways to make this journey something that you enjoy, it's not gonna be sustainable because what's, what's more enjoyable, eating bland foods or eating the pizza, the wings, the burgers, you know, you got to find something, find what works for you. Same way with the exercise, find what, what works for you, something you enjoy, something you love to do, whether it's kickboxing or various cardio or lifting weights or, you know, CrossFit, whatever you enjoy and try different things so that you find something that you enjoy so that it is a long-term thing. And it's not just something that you're kind of dabbling in and then you fall off the bandwagon because you know, I don't want to go lift weights in the gym four times a week to build muscle. Okay. Well then find something you do enjoy doing multiple times a week to go and build muscle. I do prefer that. I really, I really like lifting those weights and pushing myself and, and seeing that I can lift, you know, I can do a military press of 70 pounds when, you know, four weeks ago, I could only do it at, you know, 40 pounds that, you know, seeing that progress, seeing those gains and seeing the muscles when I'm looking in the mirror, doing those military press, you know, it's, it's awesome to be able to, to see that progress in yourself and, um, and make those changes. So. I love that you said, you know, you have to pick 
your discomfort. Like which one's going to be easier long term? Truly. Because at the end of the day, we know for a fact that if it requires all your energy and work just to get off that couch, you're choosing the most uncomfortable way to live. Not in a way you're going to drive, not in like uncomfortable of, yeah, this is uncomfortable. This is an uncomfortable workout, but because I get the privilege to move my body and see what I'm capable of mentally, what my body is capable of. It's very, very different, but I love that you hit on that because it's, it, it was beautifully said. And it's like, you're right. If, if you choose today to do anything, choose to get uncomfortable in a way that's going to allow you to grow and evolve as a human being and to make you better at the end of the day. Um, because Again, you're going to wake up and you're going to wake feeling probably better. There is not one person that I know that decided to do something that was uncomfortable in a way that allowed them to be better or felt really good, like tossing weight around. And that they said, this is like the worst thing I ever did in my life. I'm never going to do it again. Right. That's a lie. Yeah. That's a lie because of those endorphins and that dopamine dump. It's a rush. We love it. We thrive off of it. Same reason why a lot of people like tattoos because of the pain it's a, it, it's endorphin it's a dopamine dump um and so you know and finding something that you enjoy doing because lots of times too you know social media i have this hate and love relationship with because many individuals will i want to look like her i want to look like him and they're forcing themselves to do a program that they mm-hmm. don't want to do so what you're missing are two requirements to be better intensity and being intentional. And if you are missing those key components in your workouts, then you are not performing to the best of your ability. You need to be intentional and you need to bring the intensity, find something that you're going to be consistent with and that you are enjoying that you cannot wait to get back at it tomorrow. If you're like, Oh man, you're counting down the days. You're like this little kid on Christmas. Like that's what you should be looking for. Not because of Sally Joe on Instagram or TikTok is doing this type of like barbell circus act. And then you go and do it too. It's like, first of all, don't overcomplicate the process. Second of all, don't push yourself to do something that you don't want to do. Because if you, again, are just dragging ass and you're not being intentional and you're not bringing the intensity, then you're not going to see the results that you want to see. And you're surely going to end up finding excuses and hating it down the road and self-sabotaging yourself. So here you go again, restarting years later. Don't, yep. don't do it to yourself. Like find something that you're going to enjoy. And that's, you know, that's something I love about you is like, you know, you um, love lifting weights, but then you're like, hey, like, I like the idea of like, I'm going to start running. And I'm like, okay, like, but. <laughs> Let's freaking go. Let's run. How many miles are we yeah. doing every single day? Um, but always like pushing yourself in different ways, like seeing what you're capable of because your mind is going to give up faster than your body ever will. Your body will push uh-huh. through anything. I mean, perfect example. You love Goggins. Well, come on. Broken knees. Right. Like who's going to push through that pain? Right. But it's right. just that mental fortitude. It's, you know, bloody legs and blood everywhere blisters and it's like 
You know why he did that? Because his mind is far more. He cultivated a strong mind and the body followed. The body did anything and everything that was necessary, no matter what. And it recovers. It recovers because our bodies are resilient, but it's trusting yourself enough and it's loving yourself enough and it's wanting to also prove to yourself because you believe in yourself and you believe in your worth that there is nothing on this earth that you're not capable of doing. Right. Right. I think the, the thing that I love about David Goggins is he, and he said, you know, he was this fat 300 pound guy and he was like, he was spraying for cockroaches at some dead end job that he absolutely hated. He wasn't living the best life for himself. And he knew he had to make a change and he saw an opportunity, but there were requirements for that opportunity and he didn't fit the requirements. And so for a lot of us, we say, oh, well, I was going to do it, but you know, I don't fit the criteria. I don't, it doesn't work for me. But instead, even at 300 pounds, he made a decision at that time that he was going to change his life. And he said, well, I'm, I got three months before the deadline. I'm going to make sure it happens. I'm going to fit the requirements within three months. And he did it. And what, he lost over 100 pounds in less than three months and, and made that change. Now, he was extreme. I've looked up his diet. Highly would not recommend it. <laughs> I'm not trying it. <laughs> I also got three kids. So I, wanna be, I don't want to be just hungry and starving and, uh, you know, hangry all the time. But um, it's... He did what he felt he had to do to be successful. He saw this challenge in front of him that most people would look at and just shut down and, you know, go back to spraying for cockroaches. But who wants to do that? Mm-hmm. You know, he, he made the change that he needed to make. And he had that shift in his perspective. And that was the moment, you know, he started building mental toughness because he went out and he changed his life. And he, he went through, what, hell week three times. <laughs> Can you imagine? Like, you just the first time you're like okay well i guess it's not for me nope second time i guess it's not for me you know three times and so i think like he said like you said our bodies will do whatever it is we tell our minds to do and we have to build that mental toughness and that fortitude and just go after it if we say we want something you know we've got to want it as eric thomas said we want to have to want it as bad as we want to breathe and we have to go for it every day, looking forward to hitting that goal or, you know, accomplishing a task toward our goal and moving forward and changing our lives for the better. You have to be obsessed and obsession gets a very bad rep because of the way it's thrown around. Like, oh, you're obsessed. Like it's always in a negative mm-hmm. context. No, I'm obsessed with self-improvement. I am obsessed with personal development. I'm obsessed with being the best version of me. And if that's a problem, then I'm sorry, but you have it all wrong. You're misunderstanding what life is truly about because we were not given an opportunity of life, which many people don't even make it to, you know, make it out of the womb. Okay. And mm-hmm. if they do, there's a lot of babies that have stillbirth. Like, how is that? I think we're just too many times we're just selfish as human beings because we, especially in the time of today, is that we're given everything. Like, Everything is too easy for us. Everything. And I use this example all the time, but 
you want food or you don't want a grocery shop, you can have it delivered at your door. Now, I'm not telling you the people that don't have time, you have jobs and you seriously don't have time at all to, I'm not, I'm not picking on you. I'm picking on the fact that we want things now, instant, instantly. And so, you know, it's being obsessed with yourself in a way that you're always striving to improve and to do the hard work because you know that is the only way to get better. That is the one right. requirement. That is the only direction you can go to transform your life. And it's like, okay, well, controlling your day so that your day doesn't control you and making sure that you're controlling your controllables because again, it's way too easy uh, to give up. And, you know, it's, especially at, at, I'm, I say it all the time. I'm so thankful that, you know, at growing up that the one thing we had was MySpace and nothing else, or not even like, right, I was more right. fascinated with LimeWire with downloading music than I was yes. anything else. Like and I was obsessed with playing outside and like right. riding my bikes to the, to the streetlights went on because now we have everything is at our fingertips with technology and mm -hmm. it just makes things too convenient that we expect for like personal development to be just like easy and it's not it's the hardest right. it's it's just it's hard and it is and if once you grasp that concept and you accept it then you're like okay well let's bring it on because right. i know that yeah things can get worse but how much worse can they get if you are in the state of mental toughness and mental fortitude truly the hardest tasks that you may have seen like months ago or a year ago are probably so much easier now because you're like well that's it seriously why am i going to get mad about that let me put let me redirect my energy into something that actually will make me better not make mm -hmm. me worse right right and you know when you say like we have everything at our fingertips and everything we have access to so much information and or so we have access to so many things easier now with the internet. And I agree, it, it's, it's frustrating to see people want to um, have that instant self-gratification for personal development and growth and things like that. But in a sense, you, you can have that instant ability to start improving. We have access to it at our fingertips whether it's a laptop or a tablet, a phone, instead of looking up, you know, what pizza you're going to order or whatever snacks you're Chinese or, you know, Taco Bell or whatever, pull out the phone and look up body weight exercises. Pull out the phone and think of how to make, you know, I want a, a crunch wrap supreme or whatever they're called. How can I make that at home? You know, mm -hmm. anything at home, if you make it, it's, it's likely to be healthier than it is at the restaurant. So using that access to instant information, use that to say, how do I modify this? Because there are times where even now when I'm following an exercise uh, plan, I think I'm on the intermediate plan um, at the gym in the first format. And there are things that we can't do uh, or I can't do because we don't have the machines for it at the gym at the office. And so I look up alternatives, you know, I, I don't think to myself, oh, well, I can't do that. You know, I've got the internet right here. I'm using it for the app. I'm going to use it to find an alternative. And if I can't find an alternative, I'm going to message Desiree. <laughs> and she's going to give me something else I can do. Yeah, you know, but 
Yeah, there's always ways to modify. Right. So, yeah, I think that's... It's just... People will listen to, like, this sort of conversation. And they'll, they'll just base it off, well, you don't get it or you don't understand. Or, you know, they'll take it negatively in a negative light and, and in context because of where they're at mentally. But we're mm-hmm. telling you, listeners, that it's not going to be easy. You're going to have good days. You're going to have bad days. But there's mm-hmm. always a choice in your actions. Like you can go down the rabbit hole and search Dr. Google with his PhD or her PhD, whatever she has. Um, or you could decide to use it as a tool or a source for good and mm-hmm. find ways in like how you can improve. Like look up a workout or if you don't want to work out, like go outside and walk, like give yourself some vitamin D. Absolutely. Pour it into yourself. Like, do something today that will set you up for a better tomorrow. Like, whatever that may look like for you, do it. Because every day you're given is a new opportunity. It's a blessing. And if you're not taking full advantage of that, then again, that to me, and I think you can agree, is selfish. And you causing more harm than good for yourself Mm -hmm. because if not today when right right it's the start that stops most people just start start where you are with what you have it might not feel like or look like much doesn't matter start with what you got if you accomplished a 30 minute walk well Kendra and I are fucking proud of you if you decided to read five pages we're proud of you out of a personal development. We're proud of you. That's a big thing is like, there's so many books at our fingertips. Like you come into my bedroom and I like, I have relentless right there. I have magic thinking big and you know, spirit junkie. And I have all these books like on the floor too, like Jocko Goggins. And it's like, these books cost like $11, $12, $17 at the most. Like Someone is putting their life story, what they did on paper for you to read. And it costs you maybe a McDonald's meal or a Starbucks Mm -hmm. drink. Why don't you start switching that frap for some personal excellence or personal development? I mean, start to change your perspective. And you hit on this earlier, but perspective is everything. And as you were saying, and I was like, man, like. If you guys take away anything from this podcast listening right there and then perspective, Mm -hmm. like the minute you start to shift your perspective, you'll start to understand life in a different light. Mm -hmm. 100%. But, you know, is there anything about your journey that you, you know, anything else that you would like to share with them? That is a hard one because it makes me think about everything. Um, Oh, I guess one of the biggest things that was for me and a lot of people struggle with this as well. And you even said it when you said, um, you know, why didn't someone tell me 
you know, I was overweight. Why didn't somebody have this conversation with me? Um, you start changing and people get uncomfortable and they question it. And sometimes you don't get the support from family or friends or the people that you thought would support you, whether that be they're still eating unhealthy around you or they tell you you need to gain some more weight or they kind of drift off and stop talking to you, whatever it might be, or they complain that you're doing, you know, you're working out too much. They feel like it's taken away from their, their time with you or what they feel that you should be or could be doing. That's part for the course as much as it sucks. And I, let me tell you, it sucks because you feel like you're trying to do something for yourself, but ultimately for them as well. Um, you are trying to grow, you are trying to evolve and, you know, you only got one life to live. That's it. No do-overs, no second chances. I mean, yeah, you might hear somebody who died and came back because they, you know, CPR was done on them, but that's still their one life. They didn't die and come back reincarnated into something else and give it, given another opportunity. There's, there are people who are gone, dead and gone and would give a lot, give anything you know, just to have a little bit more time on this earth. We still have time. So take that time. It's a gift, you know, take it and do what you need to do for you. And there, there are times where you have to figure out in a kind way to tell those people that, you know, you, you have to focus on you. Right now I took time off of social media. I found myself on it way too much, taking time away from my family, but also taking time for, oh, I could be getting my run in and nope, I'm sitting here scrolling Instagram for an hour. Um, so you have to do whatever changes you have to do, make those changes so that you can set yourself up for success and not worry about what other people think. Comparison is a thief of joy. Don't worry about this person doing better than you. Don't worry about this person doing worse than you and feeling better about yourself because that person mm. is doing worse than you. You know, don't compare. You've got one life. They've got their life. Focus on you. Stay in your lane, as my sister always tells me. You know, just focus on what you have to do for you and the rest will follow. Whether you have those people coming along with you and, you know, making changes or not. And that's that's okay too. It, they're on their own personal journey. Focus on your journey. That's it. Mic drop. Closing out. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> no, beautifully, perfectly, beautifully said. And that's just it. And I just love that you hit on that little snippet of, because I don't hear this a lot. I've never heard it really, because we tend to compare ourselves with people that are doing better than us, but not, mm -hmm. I've never heard that of comparing yourself to someone that's doing worse than you. And then getting that little, you know, like that little uh, step mm -hmm. in your step. And it's yeah. like, oh, stay so humble. Stay, stay humble. Stay in your lane. Because you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. Everything can mm -hmm. be crashing down. You don't know what struggles are coming your way. But reminding you that right. every single struggle you are given in life was given to you for a purpose. There's a reason. Right. And you are the only person that can move that mountain. And so stop believing you can't and start believing you can. And stop listing all the excuses why you can. Start making a list of reasons as to why you can. That list of mm -hmm. reasons is far bigger than you believe it is look at everything you've overcome in life so far you're going to overcome so much more and you just right. are not taking into account how much you've overcome 
And that is something that we tend not to do as human beings. We don't, we don't give ourselves credit for the good. We're only judging ourselves for all the bad times in our life. Mm-hmm. It's not making you better. It's making you a lot worse. And here you are starting and stopping, starting and stopping, unhappy, unfulfilled. Like Kendra said, just start today. Focus on the day and focus on yourself. You know, the journey is truly about you. When you start to do mm-hmm. it for you, then everything else just comes together as it should. All the pieces fall together perfectly as they should. Right. So. Now, there is some questions that I end the podcast with. And so they're not long. And they're, I mean, they're not long. Okay. And so, um, you know, my first question to you is we are unstoppable, right? Each and every uh-huh. one of us is unstoppable. We have to believe we are. So what does the term unstoppable mean to you? Um, that I can do anything I put my mind to. That if I believe that I can do it, I see myself doing it, nothing can stop me. I mean... I keep going back to David Goggins because he's inspired me so much. You know, the mind will do or the body will do whatever we, the mind tells it to do. And there's no cap on the human mind. We think there is. And I've experienced it myself when I'm, you know, I'm doing something hard and I tell myself I can't do it. Or this is my, when I was in the academy, um, we have to do a sprint as a part of our physical performance test. And you have to go um, 300 meters. I think it's 300 meters in a certain amount of time. And it was tough. I don't like running, <laughs> but I definitely don't like sprinting. And um, I kept telling myself, I can't do it. And I didn't realize how I was fueling my brain in such a negative way because my body truly believed I couldn't do it. And so I had to have a pep talk with myself because I failed it twice to get out. I had to have this pep talk because everything's right on this. I went through this entire time I have to pass this. So having that conversation and telling myself, I can do it, you know, don't stop running, keep going, go as fast as you can. And when you think that you can't go any faster, go faster, you know, (laughs) had to, you know, have that conversation with myself and feel myself with that positive stuff, you know, like I do now that tells me I'm unstoppable. I can do anything that I want to do. And so I think that's, that's what unstoppable means to me. Now, I know this is a question and I know you've heard the podcast before, but this is my favorite one. And it's the one question I ask every single podcast episode since the very first, since the second one. And it's, what is your favorite quote? Because I think we can all resonate with words and most of us like quotes Mm -hmm. or sayings, but what is your favorite quote or saying? I have several, Um, but the one that comes to mind right now is that you grow through what you go through. You know, a lot of times we pray that the storm will pass over us, but no, we need that water. We need to go through tough times. We need to go through the fire so that we can grow and we can develop and become better versions of ourselves. So you're gonna grow through what you go through. And I know you've given us so much and I hope all of you have taken away so much from this recording and 
you know, Kendra sharing her story and opening her heart to us and her mind um, and her experiences. But, you know, what is a line or something very simple that you, if someone was currently struggling and was just like, oh my gosh, Kendra, I just don't know. Like, I don't know where to start. I, I, I don't know. And I know we just hit on this, but for someone that wanted to start today, like what, what would you, what line, or what was something that you would tell them? Like, what would you provide them with? What words of encouragement? Um, I guess I would tell them that it doesn't need to be perfect. Whatever their version of what they need in order to start or in order to be successful, um, to get that out of their head. It doesn't need to be perfect. Nobody needs to see you work out alone. I work out alone most of my time. Do what you can with what you have. Find ways, get creative or go to the internet and find ways to make it work. If you don't have weights at home, that's okay. Do you have gallons of, of an old gallon of milk? Once that's done, fill it with water and make that a weight. Do you have, you know, legs? <laughs> Do some squats. If you have a wall, do some wall push-ups. Regular push-ups might be too hard. Nobody's telling you to get on the ground. If you can't do push-ups on your knees, do push-ups at the wall. And the internet will tell you how so that, you, so that you're doing it properly and gaining strength so that eventually you can do the regular push-ups. It doesn't need to be pretty. Start with what you got. Because if you don't start, you're not going to make the progress. You're not going to grow. Well, listen, Kendra is off social media currently, but I will link her Instagram below for you guys. Um, and you guys can always reach her on there. Is well, social, just IG, huh? Is that the only one? Uh, and also Facebook. Okay, um, Facebook. Yeah. I will link her direct Facebook too under just Kendra Carter. Yes. Okay. And there's a lot of Kendra Carters in the world. I'll send you a link. Okay. <laughs> send me the link yep. and I will link it below. So you guys have any questions, you guys want to message her directly. If you took anything away from this podcast, please let her know if this resonated with you, with you, let her know. Okay. Uh, you're not alone. And that's, you know, what we said before is that it's not that you're not able to do this journey alone. We know that you're all badasses. We know that you're unstoppable, but it's the fact of knowing that you don't have to that there's people there that want to support you and that want to root for you and that believe in you. Um, but Kendra, I just want to take a second and thank you. Thank you for being transparent. Thank you for saying yes to being on the podcast. Thank you for sharing your story. Um, thank you, most importantly, for being a light and creating a domino effect, for choosing to change your life, for choosing to invest in yourself. It's not an easy task. It's not, it's, it's a hard choice. It really is because we're so used yeah. to life being a certain way, but you decided to take responsibility. You decided to take control. You decided mm -hmm. to take your power back and you decided to transform into this beautiful butterfly. And my hope for you is that you truly know that there is people that look up to you that are inspired by you every single day. And I hope you know that you're making the world a better place because you decided to invest in yourself, such a selfless act that the world is better for it. 
and the world is better because you exist. So I thank you for thank being you. a part of the podcast. I thank you for being a part of the community. And I truly can't wait to see what life has in store for you. Neither can I. And thank you for having me. <laughs> of course. All right, you guys. So we hope that you enjoy the rest of your day. Keep winning. Keep pouring into yourself and do something today that will leave the world better than you found it. And the best way we could go about doing that is investing into ourselves so that we inspire those around us to do the same. So we will talk to you guys later and um, let us know if you need anything. We'll talk to you guys soon. Bye.